1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, as I always say, this program is about turning your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and really making your dream come true. And you can listen to this program. You can listen every Monday live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And we would certainly welcome your calls. You can call us at 866-472-5788 if you're listening live. And today it would be Monday, October the 6th. And, again, this program is really for you. It's not Pollyanna. It's not, gee, let's just think positively. It's about really reframing the way you think so that you can make your life work. And today we have a great program. We're talking really about stress. We're talking about how we retrain our brain. And my guest is Dr. Frank Lawless, who is a renowned psychologist, researcher, and counselor with more than 35 years of experience working with families. He's the co-founder of the Lawless and PD Centers for Psychoneurological Change and named a fellow of the American Psychological Association. And he's board certified in both clinical and counseling psychology by the American Board of Professional Psychology and is also the chief content officer for the Dr. Phil Show. His published works include the ADD Answer, the IQ Answer, and Mending the Broken Bond. Welcome, Dr. Lawless.
2: Well, thank you very much. I'm thank very you. I'm very happy to be here. And as you are describing your program, it sounds like we're basically, you know, saying the same thing: it's uh, well, a program your, your life.
1: Yes, it's 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 really important, and I've been doing this work for so long. And in a time that now people really want to hear these answers, I think, you know, 10 and 20 and 30 years ago, people weren't so interested in hearing all of this. And now we know that we can take control of our lives. Now, the name of your new book, which I really want to talk about, is The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. Well, that's a tall order. So when we're talking about training our brain, what's one of the first things we have to do?
2: Well, the first thing we really have to do is, first of all, be aware of of our traps that we get into. And we have to also become aware that we get into what I call brain stress storms. And these are storms that your brain, you can actually see in brain scans, and this is where I started all my work, is looking at how the brain shuts down and becomes really difficult to, to, you know, to utilize in your problem-solving abilities, and what events, what kinds of things change that brain so that you can begin to use it for creativity, for resolution, and for joy.
1: Exactly. So, what is one of the first things? Would you have people um, do meditation, or breathing exercises, or look at uh, exercising, or watching their diet, or is it a combination of all of that?
2: Well, it's it's more of a combination of of everything because what I try to do in the book, and again, I'm I'm working from a scientific model, uh, is I look at the brain scans, and then we, and then I can basically say, okay. This event, whatever you do here, will change the brain in this way. And then, then what we need to do is we need to change it more over here. And so it's really a, a, a multi-step program. But the uh, the first step is always um, getting yourself out of this uh, huge brainstorm, so you start using your brain in the ways you want to instead of the old ways. I, th- I think there's a saying. Something to the fact of you can't solve a problem with the old brain that created the problem.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: you have to re reset uh, your program, uh, your uh, your uh, brain. And there's a lot of ways. There's very ancient ways that uh, we've looked at this, and there's new devices that also can can uh, get you to that first step fairly quickly. Uh, one of the the most uh, provocative ways is to use various kinds of breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're in an anxiety attack, panic attack, one of the best things you can do to get yourself out of that is to use different breathing, to use long, shallow breaths, not deep breaths, mm-hmm. but shallow breaths, because that will bring the balance of your oxygen uh, of your brain more into balance, and you'll be able to uh, shift that uh, that ferocious um, you know processes going on that you
1: can't Could handle. that at all cause hyperventilation though?
2: Well what I'm saying is shallow, uh, shallow breaths. because if you start breathing too deeply you're right you create mm-hmm. hyperventilation which yep. is even worse yep. so uh, you have um, uh, like I said specific breathing techniques that are useful for certain kinds of stress storms um, and if you don't use the right one, sometimes you can kind of create a new storm, which we certainly don't want. Right. So uh, now in depression, for example, it's a it's also a different story, and that is that what you want to do in depression is you want to enliven those parts of the brain that are deadened, especially joy, those uh, joy centers that, that tend to get deadened uh, with long-term depression. Mm-hmm. And so what I often have uh, people do, breathing-wise, is I have them breathe through different alternate nostrils. Yes. Uh, and if you look at the brain scan as you're doing that, that creates a flood of, of oxygenization across the brain and giving you more solutions and enlivening a larger part of your brain.
1: Do you, this, is so, this is a loaded question, because so when we think about depression, we often think about drugs, Yes. and that, that can certainly work, but it also has long-term effects. What is your opinion on that?
2: Well, drugs uh, are tools, uh, and unfortunately, they can't do too much in terms of retraining your brain. Mm-hmm. They can pep it up, or they can slow it down but they don't do any retraining. It's kind of like uh, my metaphor is they're kind of like trying to uh, solve, uh, you know, a car crashes by slowing down the traffic or speeding it up. You don't actually change anything in terms of the traffic pattern. You just kind of slow it down so it might be easier at one time or another, but it doesn't have any long-term solutions.
1: So mm-hmm. it can,
2: they can be used in certain times, uh, pills for that, um, without without skills, it's basically you know a dead end. So right. uh, you really need to have to, to include if you're going to include medications to include it in the broader plan. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So so one of the things I mean you, you're talking about breathing certainly is, is is very important and drugs when needed. What yeah. about nutrition?
2: Nutrition's huge because that's your that's your fuel, and if. If um, your brain is malnourished, then it's not going to really be helpful. In fact, it may actually be harmful. One of the, the the issues that we often see in the clinic is there's what's called a leaky gut syndrome, often with the young girls and the young women, where there's actually a crack in cracks in your stomach, and you actually deplete your to your to your brain. So what happens is, regardless of what you eat, uh, your brain gets malnourished. Um, there's also a danger in terms of um, sugar, processed sugar. It creates a, a, a energy shift that puts you on a roller coaster. So, 30 minutes after you eat processed sugar, your brain is depleted of its sugar content.
1: How do you get people off of sugar? That's a very hard thing. It's, a, it's really an addictive thing, and I think that it can become a, a part of our need when we start craving sugar. Mm-hmm. How do you help people do that?
2: Well, again, cravings, are, are they can be handled. Uh, they, it, what we use is we, we have this little sound device that... Um, it's called a BOD bio utilization uh, device. Uh, and what it really helps is you can actually determine the frequencies of your, your cravings. And by using sound, you can do this also on your own, but I, we don't have the luxury of the time in the clinic to do this. So you can basically find those frequencies and counteract those frequencies with other sounds, and your brain will basically shift. And um, Mm. it shifts and it maintains its shift. So I've seen people do this with music as well.
1: Mm. Yes, music, uh, and particularly classical music or music with certain decibels per second, like the Mozart music, or Don Campbell wrote the Mozart effect, or he helped autistic children.
2: Yes, Don is is a really good friend of mine. I've
1: interviewed Don.
2: Yeah, we've we've been through this several times, and I respect his work tremendously. And yes, uh, Mozart effect is extremely um, helpful, and um, and w- we've used uh, Don's uh, recordings before because he does different things with his recordings and emphasizes different rhythms that I, I find very useful. Uh, there's also uh, some um, rhythms, some drumming rhythms, and uh, if uh, anybody. Uh, buys a book, they can download uh, some drumming rhythms that it's free. You can, mm-hmm. drum, uh, you can uh, put it on your iPod or computer and mm-hmm. just see how it works.
1: Yeah. What are some of the things that you have advised Dr. Phil on for his program in terms of helping people reduce stress?
2: Well, as a matter of fact, we're working on a, a program right now. Um, and uh, one of some of those aspects have to do with... Uh, uh, this first step. There's always the first step that you have to get through in order to get yourself out of those um, uh, those uh, traps. And one of them, which kind of in- interestingly, is smelling flowers, uh, lavender, interesting. Uh, lavender and um, um, uh, honeysuckle. Mm. Uh, uh, Jennifer is. Re- they're really powerful, and it's really interesting. All you have to do is. Uh, basically, uh, get into you know your stress, just image your stress, whatever you're dealing with, and start smelling uh, some of these um, flowers. Now I'm i am go for the real flowers, not some fake flowers uh, or fake smells. And uh, what happens is that your your brain shifts out of that because the, mm-hmm. those uh, smells and aromas are very, very powerful to the brain. They go directly to your brain.
1: So it's the olfactory center.
2: Yes, exactly. There's yeah. only one connection between the nose and the and the brain, and so it gets there quickly, and they tend to have this magic about um, uh, their, what what happens.
1: You know, as I listen to you, it's so interesting because you're talking about things that our ancestors probably used for thousands of years.
2: Absolutely. From the first beginning of time, for example, one of the things that uh, I find extremely useful is... Um, is dancing, or you may not call yes. it dancing. It could be exercise, but so basically, listening to a drum and moving um,
1: because it in- releases endorphins in the brain.
2: Well, it releases endorphins, but more importantly, it shifts the brain activity so that it organizes that as you as you moving your your body, it affects how your brain is also moving within itself. So it, it creates this this interaction, this balance that you really need that okay. stress. Okay.
1: All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about how do we handle stress. My guest is Dr. Frank Lawless, who has helped thousands of families cope with learning disorders, attention deficit disorders, and emotional connections. His new book is The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
0: News. news, news opinion The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with Attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with Attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Everybody, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, and you're listening right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Now, I started with Voice America almost seven years ago now, and going into my eighth year. And Voice America believes that information is is really power, and the internet is is power, and 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 really the future is now, and the future for the internet. I saw. Back in those days and now, so many people are listening. There are so many wonderful programs, and I really encourage all of you to use the Internet and look at Voice America for all of the different channels they have and the different programs because it really helps to improve the quality of your life. This is real quality programming. And that's what, that's what positive living is. Positive living is all about helping you to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and making your dreams come true. That's what we do here. And you can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com or Patricia at RaskinResources.com. And today we're talking about a subject that I think all of us face, and that is stress. My guest is Dr. Frank Lawless, who is a renowned psychologist, researcher, and counselor with more than 35 years of experience in working with families. His new book is The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. And he also works with the Dr. Phil Show and uh, helps him uh, with content. Welcome back, Dr. Lawless.
2: Well, thank you very much.
1: Um, Let's talk a little more, although before we do, I know people are saying, oh, Dr. Phil, what uh, exactly are you doing there? Are you helping him with content? Are you helping him with questions? Um, How is that working?
2: Well, first of all, I have to say something um, a lot of people don't know, and that is that Dr. Phil was my student. Really? And so um, whenever he started his uh, show, uh, he called me up and he said, you know, let's, let's make this work. And we kind of made a promise to each other that we had a certain mission, and that is to um, create a, an education um, program so that people could really get it. Mm. Um, and uh, so what I do on the show is that uh, uh, I review all the shows that are coming up, uh, and obviously we want to make sure that they're along the Dr. Phil you know, standards. And then the, the – Next thing that I do is I review all the guests that are coming on. Now, there's some people you can help and some people you can't, so that's always a decision that I try to make. And there's also certain kinds of ideas that I have uh, in looking at these guests, and so I I share those with Dr. Phil, and a lot of times we uh, discuss them uh, before we do the show.
1: What are you seeing as the most prevalent issues? Is it family, relationships, work, health, all of it? What are people crying out for?
2: Well, there's two, I think, areas. One is um, it all comes under fear. Uh, It's um, fear relating to uh, family relationships because, let's face it, we're doing kind of a bad job with with, uh, family dynamics right now. And this really uh, becomes an epidemic in terms of helping children become healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they uh, uh, we we have to kind of look at this, and the society that we're raising them in is a whole different than any other society settings that that's ever been in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're facing a lot of stress. They have a lot of anxiety, and they have a lot of depression. So that means that the parents have to have new skills themselves, not only to deal with theirs, but also to deal with their kids. Uh, and then the second one is their own sense of security. Uh, you know, we're facing the biggest financial threat we have in several generations. Mm-hmm. We have a war that's going on. We have two wars that are going on. Neither one of them seem to have any real victory that we can look at. Uh, we have... um you know, just a um, huge political uh, conflict is going on, um, which is always kind of resolvable, but uh, ultimately, but nevertheless it, it creates a unrest. Uh, so you have a lack of definition in terms of our values hmm. and a lot of geographical you know, changes that happen. It,
1: it seems as though on his program a lot of the issues discussed are relationship issues.
2: Mostly. Well, that's true. And uh, the, this is the trickiest part of, of um, human existence is that if you or I were the only person existing on Earth, we'd have it pretty easy. We wouldn't have as much stress
0: because
2: yeah. we could basically do whatever we wanted to. But the more people you include, the more different kinds of needs you try to be.
1: But why is it so much harder today? I mean, if you look at our parents and our grandparents, why, why is the divorce rate so high? Why are there so many problems? Are we just not communicating enough? Is there too much information and people are seeing too much? Why is it so difficult today in particular?
2: I think it's because we don't know how to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some, the media, for example, just throw in all kinds of things at our kids and at us in terms of what relationships supposed to be. Uh, and that's kind of like trying to live in this fantasy world that just doesn't exist. Um, you know, back in my grandparents' days where most of the people were living on the farm, you know, the roles were pretty clear. Uh, there were some, you know, there were uh, basic things that you helped each other with. Mm-hmm. And, and your parents showed you how to do that. Now, nowadays, the parents, first of all, we don't have very many parents who n- know how to show that, and you also have the fact that, uh, you know, they're, they're off doing different things. So the, the kids basically grow up with this media uh, mm-hmm. expectation of life, and so they don't really get any opportunity to work through and see the underlying processes that you really have to go through. Uh, Mm -hmm. One part of my book, actually two chapters in my book, relate to the interpersonal stress. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I used to do a lot of work with families. And one of the things that, again, something that our ancestors used to do and that really does work, and that is um, you get a family to sing together or listen to common music together. We're
1: not spending enough time together, correct? Or talking enough.
2: We're not talking enough, and we're not experiencing those kinds of things that help uh, bring us together for example that music has a has a benefit of getting everybody's brains mm-hmm. on the same wavelength yeah. literally so if you if you leave out the music if you leave out the, the kind of sense of of rhythm then you're going to be on different You know,
1: I have found in my work, and I work a lot from home office, that I have to have music on all the time. And I'm talking about the soft music, the atmospheric music, or the classical music. It really does something to my brain. I really can work more efficiently when that music is on.
2: That's absolutely correct. And a lot of the uh, professional uh, sports people also recognize that. And they work out and they do their... They do the training to to music because it does give them that kind of focus and concentration that they need. Mm-hmm. So, but we let that out. I mean, we don't. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the computer. Uh, we don't have that kind of uh, accessibility to um, to the uh, you know to that kind of music and that kind of uh, underlying rhythm that that we really can really be helpful Mm -hmm. for our brains.
1: Mm -hmm. So if if you were to, if people were listening today and they're listening but they're not calling in and they're saying, okay, but I'm just so stressed and, you know, Mm -hmm. I come home and I'm stressed at work and then I come home and there's all sorts of problems with the family and I can't even respond because I can't think.
2: That's right. What's the
1: first thing you would tell them to do, Dr. Lawless?
2: Well, the first thing I would do is like we were just talking about earlier. Is find those um, those methods that work for them that help them balance up their brain so that they're not in this this stew. Um, so you know, listen to music,
1: like do some breathing, music,
2: breathing, uh, uh, exercise, uh, moderate exercise, uh, rhythmic exercise uh, is excellent for this kind of restart. Uh, I often tell uh, parents who come in, and of course they're just mesh with all kinds of family problems is, first of all, take time out, take at least 20 minutes, hopefully 30 minutes, sometimes it's hard to do, and just walk. You know, walk, listen to some of your favorite music and walk to the beat. Uh, and take just that time out before you enter into that other stress situation, mm-hmm. and it will make an amazing amount of difference in terms mm-hmm. of of your your brain power.
1: and. And also, I think before we go, and we're just about to break, it also takes some discipline, too, doesn't it? I mean, well, discipline to say, look, I know, because so many times we know that, and we'll say, yeah, but I, I'm too tired.
2: That's right.
1: You know, but I know if I took a walk. I know if I listened to music. I know if I just took 50, I feel better. But then we don't do it.
2: Well, exactly, because it, it takes practice. Uh, it, it, not necessarily discipline, but it takes practice and practice. For example, if you're going to learn how to, throw a basketball or hit a tennis ball or play golf, you have to practice. It doesn't just, you know, you're not shown once and all of a sudden you're an expert. You have to practice, and this same thing for your, your brain. You have to practice this so it becomes natural.
1: Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest today is Dr. Frank Lawless. His book is... The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. He's the best-selling author of The IQ Answer, and he's the primary contributing psychologist for The Dr. Phil Show. And he's giving us some great answers. And so if, if you're listening today live on October 6th and you'd like to call us in right here on voiceamerica.com, the number is 866-472-5788. You can also write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com if you have questions. But if you have stress or you feel depressed or anxious, Dr. Lawless has the answers. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Makers to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women & Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women & Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich.
0: and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin, and it's always so great to be with you. You know, I say this often, that you listeners are helping me make my dream come true because you're here. However, I'm also helping you make your dream come true because I am bringing you these amazing people. So we're helping each other here, and I'll tell you, it is thrilling every week to be able to talk to people who are making a difference in others' lives, who are the experts and the authorities, who really have turned their lives around and are helping other people to do the same. And that's what we're doing today. And today we're talking about a subject that is all near and dear to our hearts in our culture, and that is stress. How do we deal with stress and anxiety and depression? And how do we do it more naturally? And my guest today is Dr. Frank Wallace, who is the best-selling author of The IQ Answer and the primary contributing psychologist for The Dr. Phil Show. His new book is The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. Welcome back, Dr. Lawless. Well,
2: thank you. I'm really okay,
1: excited. another thing you talk about in your book, another thing that can help us, particularly with keeping our brains active and maybe in Alzheimer's prevention, if there is such a thing, yeah, yeah. would be playing games like crossword puzzles and Scrabble and Solitaire. Right.
2: Um, it's, it's like this. When you're... Um, I'm also, let me just explain this, I'm also a supervisory psychologist for MENSA. And if anybody knows what MENSA is, it's a high IQ society. They're, they only accept people in the top 2% of our population in terms of intelligence. And one of the things that I've observed is that all of these people tend to be very excited at finding solutions. They They're puzzled you know they they love puzzles they they love uh, to problem solve and I think that that's probably one of the the things that that I find most fascinating is that if you train your brain to be inquisitive and to search and to find solutions that that reinforces this this positiveness this uh, uh, optimism and uh, really recharges your brain to continue to do that mm. Mm-hmm.
1: So it is. It's a matter. But again, we talked about the discipline. So let's go back and give some folks um, some other things. Now we talked about breathing, nutrition, mm-hmm. playing games, listening to music. Mm-hmm. There's also something we haven't talked about yet that's in your book. That's so interesting, and that's chewing gum. Because yeah. I often think of chewing gum as ooh, that might not be that might be rude in public.
2: Well, it may be rude in public, but. Uh the fact of the matter is that it's scientifically proven that the, that the chewing itself uh, actually floods your your um, your brain with uh, with blood, and it, and it uh, especially in the temporal lobes, and that helps your memory, uh, and it also lowers your um, your anxiety. Mm. Um, now, let me kind of do a little personal story here: is that I was um, when I was born. My parents were told that I was uh, mentally defective, uh, really I had a brain that was severely injured, and I might have that might be true. I'm not saying that I was misdiagnosed, but because I had a lot of trouble in school i mean i't couldn't, I couldn't even look at numbers without them dancing in front of me. but in the third and fourth grade, I started chewing, and I'd chew paper i we were they were repaving the the street out in front of my school, and I'd get tar and I chew tar. Now, tar's not good for you. I don't want to push that on anybody, but I just make the point that I was—I chew anything because it helped me re- relax more, and it also helped me uh, focus more. Uh, so uh, I'm kind of a poster child for, for chewing. Now, my wife tells me that I need to stop chewing because I do it pretty ferociously, but um, uh, the chewing is really... Uh, really a major help for a lot of people in terms of IQ, gaining IQ points and uh, finding some balance uh, in your brain. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Now, I will also say chewing gum, uh, some gum is better than others, and I would always say a chew gum with uh, that's recommended by the American Dental Association.
1: Interesting. Well, this is, this is interesting. When people read the book and you have chapters on attention deficit disorder, mm. how can they help their children who might have ADD? Because many times it starts in childhood.
2: Well, that's true, and there is such a thing as attention deficit disorder. However, the kind of things that that uh, is overdiagnosed is the what's called the, the, the actual... Uh, syndrome, which is uh, when you look at it at a, at a brain level, it just means that your frontal lobes are, are very low in frequency and makes it harder for you to process things without becoming distracted. Uh, but it's not a, a diagnosis of lack of attention, because lack of attention can be caused by everything else. It can be caused by depression, it can be caused by anxiety, it can be caused by grief, uh, can be caused by a huge number of things that are totally unrelated to what we call ADHD. And consequently, um, if you, this is a big issue with medication because if you give a kid medication of any, any, of any sort, you don't know what's going to happen because there's no studies on that. And also, you may be doing it for the wrong thing. For example, mm-hmm. if your child is lacking attention because they're anxious, then you give them this strong medication, and they're going to become even more anxious. So then you you start doubling the medication, mm-hmm. and you start chasing that around the, the block. So it's really important to know exactly what you're dealing with. Now, and
1: what about testing your children? What about having them tested?
2: Well, I, I always recommend that. Um, but there's very few people that actually can do the testing. They usually go through this kind of 10... Um, questions that they go through, and, you know, everybody and their dog, I apologize to my dog here, um, would be classified if they're anxious or if they lack of attention. But, again, we don't know the cause of attention. So I would certainly spend the extra money and do a thorough evaluation to see exactly what's happening to your child. Um, So uh, getting back to your question, I'm sorry sorry to roam a little bit, but uh, if your child really has... Uh, ADHD. I mean, if that's if you can focus down on that, then what you can do to help your child is help him or her learn to concentrate. And you can do this. I mean, chewing gum is enormously helpful for ADHD. Using a blue light is also helpful for ADHD. Now,
1: why a blue light?
2: Well, the research shows, and God knows why, but I have some ideas. Is that if you are exposed to blue light, especially like in the morning, mm-hmm. that it wakes up your brain and it makes you, number one it ha- makes you happier, but it also stimulates your brain to become you know inquisitive and look forward to the day and kind of gear you up. So I often have parents turn on a blue light, uh, twenty five watt blue lights. You can go down any place and get them and. Uh, and just turn it on 10 minutes before the child wakes up. And a child will, will wake up with a whole different kind of attitude. Uh, plus, they'll wake up, for one thing. Uh, you don't have to keep jolting him around. But he, he'll feel good, and it kind of gives him a head start.
1: Right. Uh, so this I mean, has really been proven. I mean, you've really yes, seen this work.
2: Yes, I, I have everything in that book that I have is based on more than one scientific study. It's, it's clean. Uh, Not only for humans, but also for animals. Uh, Something else that I think is really important, especially for the ADHD kid, is to eat the right breakfast. Uh, Sugar is the worst thing you can Mm feed an ADHD kid. It just ruins their concentration and puts them back uh, from the very beginning of the day. So a lot of protein, at least half protein, at least complex carbohydrates.
1: And, and, and let me let me just say something about that. That is a meal that we all know we're supposed to eat, mm-hmm. and most of us don't. That's right. We get out of that habit. Right. We run. We wake up, and we start running.
2: Right. Exactly. And that is the most, and Grandmother was right, that's the most important meal of the day. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. And
2: that's the most important meal that I focus on in terms of having the right diet. Because uh, everything else... Has less influence in that first meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't give him donuts. <laughs> Don't give him you know the crispy cranes and so forth because that will that will create more problems for the kid than than he already has.
1: Well, that's the sugar also. The you know, sugar is the an sugar. issue. The Sugar
2: is you know lack of. Tell us,
1: Doctor Lawless, if if you were to sit in front of a group and you only had five minutes. I mean, we have a whole book here, <laughs> but you had five minutes and you were you had to walk out the door. And they said, Dr. Wallace, tell us what's really important. Mm. What's the first, second, and third thing you would say?
2: First, second, and third thing is, is, the first thing is find ways of getting out of your traps. Okay. The second thing is find uh, practice. Practice those things that make you happy. Practice those things that give you balance. And the third thing, and this really, really sounds funny, you've got to celebrate yourself. If you don't have that sense of celebration, it tends not to stick. And the point I want to make here is that if I make you have to learn a new language, and I spend all day teaching you a new vocabulary and so forth, and at the end of the day you're not happy, I mean you're not excited about what you've learned, then you have to start all over the next day. Mm -hmm. You have to reinforce yourself. You have to celebrate yourself. Otherwise, the brain won't keep it. In locked
1: in. All right, all right. And if people want to know more, what website can they go to?
2: Well, uh, there's several websites, but I usually just have them go to Frank Lawless, L-A-W-L-I-S, FrankLawless.com.
1: Okay. And, and are there uh, any uh, suggestions there, Where can they go when they get there?
2: Well, there's several links. For example, one is to the books that I've written. Some is to the CDs that uh, that I've uh, developed for these kind of purposes. And, you know, the various kinds of uh, diagnostic uh, processes that they may want to do and various devices that seem to work. So it's kind of a menu of things that, that they can go to.
1: Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Dr. Frank Lawless, the best-selling author of The IQ Answer and primary contributing psychologist for The Dr. Phil Show. And his new book is The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. And you can log on to, you said, franklawless.com? Yes.
2: All
1: right. You're listening to Positive Living. Remember, folks, this program is all about turning your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions. So stay tuned. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pet back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like... Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just... I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people, grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1 888 A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Well, hello, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I am here, Patricia Raskin. All excited to be with you. You know, I've been doing this work for so many years. It's 25 years now that I have been really been talking about how do we... How do we think positively? How can we be positive in our approach? And how can we turn our obstacles into opportunities and our challenges into solutions? And now the tide has turned and people really want to hear it. And I'm very blessed because I interview so many amazing people every week. I have three radio shows. Log on to my website, PatriciaRaskin.com or RaskinResources.com and email me. Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'd love to hear from you. And today is one of those days where I have another fantastic expert. We're talking about stress. My guest is Dr. Frank Lawless, best-selling author of The IQ Answer and primary contributing psychologist for The Dr. Phil Show. He is the author of the new book, The Stress Answer, Train Your Brain to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. Okay. Um, We have a few minutes left. So let's talk about I, I, there's a page in your book, Under the Chronic Worry Success Storm. Yes. Now, this is a lot of people worry. I'm one of those people that works on that. And you talk about worry, and you say, when enough is enough, address right. that. Because that's, that's a tough one, and it can be
2: habitual. It is habitual. It's extremely habitual. And that that's the uh, big issue that I want to bring up, and that is that It becomes a habit. I remember my mother-in-law used to say, "You know, if I don't worry about it, it'll happen." Uh, So she always had to worry about everything, make sure it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. We get a Mm -hmm. sense of control. We think we have control because we worry about it. And to a certain extent, there may be some some truth in the notion of if you know what to expect, then you can do something about it. But that's different than just worry. You know, worry is is uh where you uh will anticipate being a lack of control and uh, things will happen to you that you don't have any uh response to and so forth. Now, uh I often um, give talks about what's to worry about. What's to worry about? And you know, people will say, well, well, "Well,
1: I mean, I can think of ten things right off the top." Well, you know, I, I just found out. God forbid, somebody says they just found out they got cancer. Will they die? Okay. okay somebody that's... who's afraid their marriage will break up. Somebody who's afraid that you know they're going to lose their money because they're entrepreneurial or because they might lose their job. I mean, those are real worries.
2: Well, what are are they real? For example, let's take your first one: death. Now, I will t- have to tell you that I died once. Actually, I died twice, but I remember the 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 last time uh, I had a heart attack and killed over, and uh, they called my wife and they told me I told her I was dead and because I had no heartbeat and um, so you might call it one of those near death experiences, but I will tell you, and it 's consistent with everybody who 's gone through the same experience it 's not bad it 's not bad at all i don 't want to hasten anybody 's decision to Get on the other side, but it's not bad. In fact, it's very, very nice to get over there. It's a very sweet feeling and a very much of relief. The 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 life we're living is pretty stressful compared to that. So I want you to say, I want to tell you right now, I've seen the other side, and I will tell everybody that I can talk to that there's nothing to fear. There's absolutely nothing to fear about death.
1: Yeah, that can be, and and people can hear that and say, yes, but I'm still afraid. Well. Because I don't want to leave my family, and I don't. there's so much left that I have to do.
2: Well, sure. that Those are things that you can say, okay, these are things I don't want to do. But it doesn't have to be fearful. You can say, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, but that doesn't mean that I have to be afraid to go to work tomorrow. Uh, I can say, I don't want to have to drive from here to there because it's out of my way and so forth. I don't want to do that. it makes me you know maybe even upset that I have to do that, but it doesn't mean I have to be afraid of it. There's two different feelings here that that you need to kind of concern yourself, and one is stressful and one is just i don't want to do it it's It's you know hard work, and you know it's something that just I don't want to do uh, if you're If uh you know your marriage is in trouble, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a call to action. You can say, okay, I, I, something's happening wrong here, and I can make it better. Um, that's always true in terms of that's how we change. We don't change unless we're uncomfortable. Um,
1: and can you see it as a call to action?
2: Yeah, it's a call to action. I mean, I've worked with cancer patients for 20 years directly, and and, and disease is a call to action. Uh, uh, marriage uh, failure is a call to action. Anything that makes you uncomfortable is, is going to call you to action or should call you to action. Mm-hmm. And I will guarantee you, through your life, you will be uncomfortable. And that's the reason why you're uncomfortable is because you have to change. We can't stay the same way the rest of our lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just life.
1: So, so let's go back then and address, in the few minutes we have left, worry, because so many people do worry. So let's let's talk about how you help people with that.
2: Well, first of all, I have to confront them. I have, you know, you have to confront your worry. Is this helping you? You know, is this working for you, as Dr. Phil would say, or is it not? And some people really just enjoy worrying. I have to tell you that. It's just like, you know, I'm good at it, and so I'm going to keep worrying about it. Cause I know yeah. always, as
1: you said, it's almost addictive.
2: It is addictive. So I can you know, we can play kind of games around him, And I said, okay, if you like to worry so much, I want you to take my worries on. And I want you to also take on the world's worries. I want you to decide what's world peace and how to deal with uh, the conflict you know, over in Afghanistan and, and Iraq. I want you to take it all. Because if that's what you like to do, then just take it all. Take it all, and we won't have to deal with it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And they, And then that kind of makes the point, is that, you know why do we worry so much? you know and if you really believe you know any kind of notion about your spirituality, you have to really kind of get serious and say, "You know this is kind of hidden nowhere so what's the what's a better alternative to make you happy? Maybe worrying does make you happy mm. you know so, so i I don't want to take it away from you if you enjoy it,
1: yeah. So again, you know, again, it's a matter of self-discipline. I mean, I think that's very much part of it.
2: Well, it's self-decision; it's making choices. I make a point in here about Yahoo. You know, regardless of your, regardless of your life, the research shows that you're going to be probably as happy in one place in life as another, regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of, of who you're married to or who you're not married to. You're going to probably be married. Uh, happy about the same period of time. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's uh, genetically based to to a large extent and also intention. It has a lot to do with that.
1: So if people get one thing out of this program today, Mm -hmm. Dr. Lawless, on stress management and on fighting depression, what would you like to tell them?
2: Well, I would like to talk about the Yahoo principle. The Yahoo principle, Y-A-H-O-O, stands for you always have other options which means you always have choices
1: all right and if people want to learn more tell us where they can go
2: well franklawless.com is probably the the most easiest easiest to remember
1: okay and um the, one other thing, tell us that in terms of the Dr. Phil show, do you go on the program yourself? Do you talk with him on the air?
2: Oh, uh, I talk to him. I'm, well, as a matter of fact, I was on uh, October the second, which is last Thursday. I was talking about this book itself, and we had uh, the Blue Man Group on as part of our program. We we had a good time, uh, and and I'll be on. Uh, I'm only usually on about uh, once every two weeks or so
1: which are on the program, so people can tune in and, and watch you there.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm the guy with uh, the hair.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. All right, well, we really appreciate you coming on the program. Stay on the line, and it, it's been really a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you very much.
1: All right, my guest today has been Dr. Frank Lawless. He's the author of the best-selling book, The ADD Answer, and The IQ – uh, the IQ Answer, and he is the primary contributing psychologist for the Dr. Phil Show. His new book is The Stress Answer, which is Train Your Brain uh, to Conquer Depression and Anxiety in 45 Days. Remember, folks, tune into Positive Living, log on to Patricia at com or Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Email me there, and the website is com. As I always say at the end of each show, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time for Positive Living, have a great Monday and a great week.